Welcome to the lead team podcast. The hogs have danced their way into the sweet 16. Well, we have a special guest here today. The one, the only, our faithful college resident, Ashley Jolly. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jolly's in the town. Jolly's, Jolly's in, the in the town. town. Whatever Not that down. means. <laughs> down. Were you born with the name Jolly or was that something that was given to you? Kind of like a Peter being the rock or Jacob and Israel type yeah. of situation? Great question. You Good know, question. I've been waiting for you to ask that. Um, it's kind of like Dwayne the rock being called the rock. It just kind of, they looked at me, they saw it. Here I am. Just... Jollis. Wow. Yeah. Jollis. story. Yeah. Well, we brought you in for a special podcast today. We are talking about how to cultivate a rhythm of prayer, mm. Mm. how to cultivate a rhythm of prayer. And so if you're anything like me, I grew up in a Christian home and I heard the word prayer a lot. I uh, participated in different types of prayer and yet I, I hated it. Can I say that now? When I, mean, I, I don't know if you can say that. I'm just kidding. I was about you to can, say you preach, can say that. So I'm just okay. You Two can say options. that. It, I was just kidding. I legitimately, <laughs> guys, I'll confess. This is confession time. I grew up hating prayer. One, if I tried to pray by myself, it was over. I was so distracted. My mm-hmm. thoughts are all over the place still to this day. If I don't you know, say retweet on that, <laughs> <laughs> if I don't journal stuff out, like my mind is all over the place, but public prayer, like in groups was a nightmare. The popcorn prayer circles, Mm. does anybody remember those? When it was like, there's no structure to it. It was like, oh, I'm just going to open and then we'll just see what happens. Spontaneous prayer. Spontaneous (laughs) prayer. Like, let's just see what happens. I'm like, is this going to be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour? Mm. Like, do I have to pray? And then like when you're getting up the courage to pray, pray the person who's supposed to close, like it's like that silence. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then they're like, okay, well no one did it. So like, I'm going to close and pray. And you're like, dang it. You know, I miss my opportunity. Yeah. People are going to think uh, I'm not a very good Christian. Cause I didn't pray. Yep. Or if I did, if I do pray, well the whole time everyone else is praying, I'm just going to be thinking about, okay, what am I going to say? How can I communicate things in a way that people are going to think, Wow, that guy's really holy. Really holy. Gotta be honest, I used to get confused on if I was talking to Jesus or God and or the spirit mm. in out loud prayers. Mm. Didn't know who to talk mm. to. Wow. That's good. Maybe <laughs> we can dive into good, that later good though. Confession. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about talk about that. And I catch us on part two. <laughs> public prayer. I think this is a middle school boy thing, but when I was in, you know, youth group growing up growing up or student ministries we, me and my friends would always try and make each other laugh. And so you'd mm-hmm. be like sitting in a circle, holding hands and you kind of like tickle, tickle holding, each other's palms. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the girls even sat in a circle holding hands. I'll I don't, say yeah. It. I don't think I've ever been a part of a youth group circle of prayer, holding hands Y'all and tickling didn't each hold, other's palms. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then you would just like, what California you like, church were you in? You would try Classic and like Cali squeeze, squeeze yeah. each other's hands and California problems. And then the whole time you're just trying, try not to laugh and you're just waiting for the prayer to be over. So Sounds like a real bonding experience. Yeah. (laughs) So all that to say, all that to say, I had no idea what prayer was, what the purpose of it was, like what the Bible said about it. 
and how to do it. I was just trying to like make my way through it. And so today, if you relate to any of that, we're going to, we're going to dive in to, to what prayer is. And so here's just a few definitions that we, that we picked for prayer. This is not a comprehensive list. This is not everything, but some that kind of help us get our brains thinking about what prayer is. Uh, in a really simple form, it's just communication with God. It's a way that we can talk to God and honestly, a way that God can, can talk to us and we can, we can listen. Uh, it's a way that we recognize our need and our dependence on the Lord. If we don't pray, uh, when we pray, we're actually recognizing, Hey, I'm praying because I'm, I'm admitting that there's something outside of myself that I need, that there's something that I need that I can't accomplish on my own. And so a lot of times that's why, why we pray. It's recognizing our need. Uh, John Piper says it is prayer is a wartime walkie talkie. Yeah. It's just, it's something like we're soldiers on the ground Mm -hmm. trying to, uh, communicate as best we can to our general where we're at, what we're doing and the help that we need. And then maybe one of my favorites, this is one of the most recent ones I heard and it, it really started to change the ways that I thought about prayer. John Mark Comer says that prayer is relaxing into God's goodness. Mm. And that's, that one has hit me deep as of late that prayer is a is an opportunity to relax into God's promises, his goodness and to just trust uh, that what he said is true. And so those are just a few definitions there's many more out there. We haven't covered everything. Uh but Elise is going to talk to us about why it's important, what's the purpose and what the Bible says about it. Yeah, I think all those are really great um just reminders of what prayer is. And I think I, I know that we kind of laughed at the beginning of just all of our different experiences with prayer. And I think there's probably a lot of y'all that really resonate with a lot of those. I think even to this day, I know there's probably a handful of y'all that are still like nervous to pray aloud and uh, just think you're gonna be judged by that. And I just hope that this, this podcast is going to give you some type of ability to just take those layers off. And I really like what we, that last point that Josh made there, like a relaxing it into God's presence and, and goodness. Um, so yeah, why, why is it important? I mean, let's go to the Bible here. Let's just dig into what God's word says about prayer and just being with God. Um, John 15, four says apart from God, you can do nothing. It is abiding in Christ. Um, prayer is our lifeline to God. It's our connection to God. Going back to Piper's idea of it's a wartime walkie talkie. Um, and I think there's actually another, there's a lot of analogies out there for prayer. One that actually um, read recently into, I think it was two different books. One's by D.A. Carson about praying with Paul. And another one was, um, I think, Philip Yancey on prayer. But we'll link one of these. But they had the analogy of prayer is like this father and son walking together or like, um, a father son relationship of like, sometimes the, the, the child's going to go to their, their father and ask for something. And the father's going to say like, yeah, I want to give this to you. Like, because you, you need this or you want this or you desire this. And so I want to give this to you. Sometimes the child's going to go to the father and ask, like, I want this. And the, the father's going to realize like, well, this is just a fleeting thing. You don't really need this. Like you're, you don't actually want this or you don't actually need this. It's not going to be beneficial to you. And so won't give it. Or sometimes the child's going to come and 
that the father's going to see that that child needs that. And so it's going to set up like uh, guidelines or boundaries for giving that thing to that child. And so I, I thought it was a really cool idea, but going, uh, just following that thought out though, he, the, one of the things that moved me the most about that is like, sometimes it's just about the, the presence of the father and the child being together, of like taking a walk together. Like the, the idea that that child's going to go take a walk with their dad and they're going to talk about the things that that child wants and desires. But in ultimately the whole purpose of that time is just for them to spend time together. And so kind of going back idea of just relaxing God's goodness and presence I love that idea of just mentally, just visually when I'm starting to go into my prayer time, like I'm just taking a walk with God. I'm just relaxing in his presence. And I, yes, I'm going to bring things to him that are on my heart and that are desire. And I know that he is leaning in and intentional and wants the good. He is a good God that desires good things for me. Um, but I'm going to trust him if, even if he, I don't receive those things or if I'm going to, I'm going to trust him if he gives me something that I, it wasn't what I asked for, but it's what I needed. And so going back again to just the biblical text there, um, there's a, there's a few things that prayer is going to help us, um, just see and unpack. So it's going to help us with deliverance from temptation. I mean, y'all, this life is filled with temptation. Jesus was tempted. And so Matthew 5, 44 tells us, uh, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are weak. Just like going back to uh, John 15, apart from God, we can do nothing. It is only when we he, he is the vine. We are the branches is only when we are connected to him that we can have any type of strength in this, in this life. And so, um, those are two verses on that, um, provision. So the, the providing of something Philippians four, six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. So asking God for something with Thanksgiving, with the posture of heart, that's in the right state, present your request to God. And so we're going to pack that a little bit later, but just also the right posture of heart when we're coming to God for things. Um, salvation, this is a big thing too. Prayer is our way that we request our salvation from God, that, that we receive that. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we go into prayer and say, Lord, I recognize my, my, my sin. I recognize my brokenness and you are the only way we are going to him. Um, knowing that he's, he is our only source of salvation, um, healing and growth. Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in afflictions, the hard things, faithful in prayer. Um, it, it is just a reminder that we are to be persistent in prayer, that we are, that is our, our way to continue healing and growing. Um, and then James five sixteen, which is a great verse. A lot of y'all probably heard says that therefore confess your sins to other to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And, and notice that verse too, it's not just confessing your sins to God, but confessing to others. And so um, there's there's a lot of just really beauty that we've seen here of the pray, praying and, and community is also a really cool um, and valuable thing that we see the presence of God displayed. And so we're gonna pack more of just how we see prayer throughout scripture, but those are some verses and we'll attach those to the worksheet that we produce with this. Um, podcast, but that's just kind of get our hearts in the right place as we dig in deeper to prayer. <clears throat> that's really good, Elise. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. I'm kind of uh, reminded of just the humility that comes with prayer. Mm. That a lot of times, like you were saying, Elise, uh, it's hard when God doesn't answer prayers, or well, maybe a better way to put it is He doesn't give you the things that you ask for. He answers mm. it, mm. but but in the negative or tells you uh, to wait. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of like a father that tells their, their young child, Hey, I'm sorry, but you can't eat candy for every <laughs> meal yes. of the day. It's not because I'm like mean, but it's yes. because I know that it will make you sick. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. trusting God, Hey, your uh, will 
and what you have, like your desire for my life is so much better mm. than my own, uh, my own plan. And C.S. Lewis quote, I ha- we have to throw in one C.S. Lewis quote. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, this is off script, but I had to mm. throw it Spontaneous in there. Spontaneous C.S. Lewis. Oh, <laughs> love, <Hashtag>. love that. <laughs> C.S. Lewis says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. Mm. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. I think this is so good to remember when we pray that Mm -hmm. sometimes the things that we're asking for, even things that seem like a big deal, even things as big as relationships or jobs or financial security or whatever it is, even those things, sometimes God is saying, I I want you to dream bigger. I have something much bigger in in store for you. And so sometimes prayer, part of prayer is that our desires change and get conformed to God's desires. I love that. And in, and in him, like answering those prayers. And I love what you said of like, he wants us to, to pray bigger and dream bigger. And in that, like he gets to show us how much bigger he is. Like mm-hmm. when he doesn't answer our small puny prayers that, you know, we're just going to him with little faith. Like our faith grows when we allow him to answer our big prayers and give him space to work mm-hmm. in showing that. So I love, I love that quote by C.S. Lewis. It was really, it's a really good yeah, quote. I have. even just think of Ephesians three twenty about he actually is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think or imagine. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's answering even when I go in with what I feel like is a huge prayer. I feel like I'm being faithful with something big and still he's so much bigger that he can do more. And he says, he says that even if you have faith like a mustard seed, like he will do these things. With mm-hmm. faith, he can move mountains into seas and mm-hmm. and uh, give us whatever we need and more abundantly more. That's so good. So now that we have a definition and we have some biblical backing, uh, Jolly is going to kind of, coach. yes, Jolly's going to walk us through what this looks like practically. Again, not an exhaustive list, not a comprehensive list, but just a few maybe tips of, Hey, how you can incorporate this into your life today. Yeah. And I just kind of want to start this off by saying, there's definitely going to be times where prayer is just walking with your father and you're just mm-hmm. maybe more silent. You're maybe just saying anything going through your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but just if you've ever just wondered yourself, like, how do I actually pray? That's exactly what the disciples asked Jesus. Mm-hmm. They said, Lord, how do we pray? And so in Matthew 6, he breaks down the Lord's prayer. And if you grew up in the Bible Belt, <laughs> can I get an amen for everyone who knows the Lord's prayer? Amen. Yeah, you should you should recite it. Oh, okay. I'd love to actually. Should um, we all recite it together? No, no, no. no. Jolly will have Jolly will have a moment. Hey, because because I don't time. want the whole this like trespasses <laughs> and debt thing to come up again. <laughs> oh man, I mean? so I grew up <laughs> Methodist. So let's see. Are you let's a see trespasser or debt? Okay, we're gonna see. Ooh, I'm I just excited. it's like knowing a song. You gotta sing. The, gotta do the whole thing through to know what you're actually about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
I wish y'all would have seen it as well. Just, she had this like nice, like spoken word hand moving along. She was kind of popping I don't know if y'all yeah, know about Streetlights Bible, but Colossians chapter one. <laughs> yeah, we'll link Streetlights, y'all. It's a, it a good one. Honestly. Um, but what's really cool about the Lord's Prayer, because I grew up saying it all the time as a kid standing up in church, and I used to feel so constricted by it. I was like, no, God's our Father. He wants us to talk about our hearts and like hmm. get there. But the way Jesus breaks it down is he's not saying this is what you should pray. He's saying this is how you should mm. pray. So you can even just use each sentence of the Lord's prayer. So it starts off our father. So you got to remember who you're talking to, who art in heaven. You got to remember art. Like, what about art? <laughs> I, art in heaven. Yeah. Guys, quick, <laughs> quick, quick time out. Quick time well, out. I'm about, sure about to break art. my stride like that. <laughs> I'm about to break your stride because this is a big deal yeah. for decades. <laughs> No. I have not been around for many decades, but for at least for at a least decade two. and a half, <laughs> a I time. thought I thought for a decade and a half that God was like it's like painting a in heaven. painting in heaven. Jake, it's like, Bob Ross the whole Bob time. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven. I'm like, what is in this? heaven? Methodist. Okay, go back. I'm so sorry. I totally <laughs> no, you're fine. Totally broke your stride. Yeah, yeah, go back in the stride. And I just, yeah, you break down each one. You go to who is in heaven, who art in heaven. He could be painting in heaven. Who knows? We are his handiwork. Well, the Ooh. canvas and the clay, you know? He oh, is the creator. Wow. Um, so going. yeah, keep going through there. <laughs> who are, I can't not say it like that. Hallowed be your name, which just means, <laughs> dang it. You are holy. Um, he is set apart. You're putting in perspective that he is your father, but also that he's not like an earthly father. He is good and perfect and holy. Um, and then you go into your kingdom come, your will be done. That kind of just puts you in the posture of not only can I am I coming to him asking for things, I'm asking for what he wants to be done to be done. Because you look in the Bible and the whole story of the Bible is God's kingdom coming, him bringing Jesus Christ for his purpose of us being drawn into him. And then give us this day our daily bread is just the part about asking for the things we need for today. Um, God does not tell us that we have to ask for things next week or in our five-year plan or at the end of college. He tells us to ask for our daily bread and that we can trust he's gonna provide. And then it goes into forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness for our debts um, and for our debtors just to be walking in a sense of grace and then deliverance from temptation and sin is how that um, falls out. And so in my life this past year, um, I've started um, just really implementing the Lord's Prayer every morning. Um, sometimes I add in my own specific things as I go through each sentence. Sometimes I just say it and I just know that He is just and good and knows my heart. And so it's pretty cool to do that. Um, something else that if you were here... I don't know. It was about a month or two ago. We went through the Acts prayer method. Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. The only Super Bowl. only fifty of you were here. <laughs> only, so all, only of you, really including spiritual. us. <laughs> only the holiest. So the holiest of holies were there. When we went through Acts prayer method. So you should just ask them. Just kidding. I'll go through it. <laughs> I was so, a cliffhanger there. That's I was, all I am. I was nervous. I know. I, I saw too. both your faces. I was there and I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so Acts prayer method is a. It's an acronym. A, standing for adoration, C, confession, T, thanksgiving, C, supplication, which just means what you would ask for. Yeah. And um, so you just go through each one of those. And I actually really like to have a prayer journal as I go through that and leaving space on the other side, because um, these are kind of more specific prayers. You can leave space to see, like, to write down when he answered them. And mm -hmm. answering them could be 
him coming through and being like, oh, there is that job. And then sometimes it could be like the answered prayer of like, oh, you're going to be in a season of waiting. You're going to be a season of honing in on your skills or resting or school, whatever that is. Um, and lastly, just another quick thing that I've been practicing lately that um, has been transformative to get my heart for the world. Mm-hmm. It's called the circles prayer method. Mm-hmm. And really all that is, is you think about the biggest circle that the Lord can answer prayers with. So you start with the world. So you start with praying that his kingdom would come, that he would send laborers to the nations. You pray for people who you maybe know or missionaries. You pray for things going on in the world and you just start as wide as possible. And then you go to like maybe the global church and then to our nation and the American church, your local church, your job, your sphere of influence, your friends, your family. And lastly, you get to yourself. And kind of the purpose of that is, Jesus taught us that we need to be praying as broadly as possible, but he also taught us that the Lord cares so much about everything we have to pray about and that we're asking for. And for me, it really just gets my heart in alignment with just how big God is, but also how personal he is. Um, So yeah, those are just a couple tips and tricks of the trade. That's good. It's really well said. Yeah, those are great ways to get get that rhythm. Just going back to the to the acts model, just for a second. Uh, one, I want you to know that uh, we're gonna have a handout for y'all, and so that will be in there. So don't don't feel like you have to memorize uh, everything. You should be taking lots of notes. Yeah, right lots now. of. If you're notes. not taking notes, and just go ahead and pause this. <laughs> but it, just as a way of reminder, of course, you don't. In case you don't know, kind of what some of those words are, kind of like Christianese words. Mm-hmm. Uh, adoration is just reminding yourself of who God is, kind of reminding yourself of his attributes and his goodness. Confession is admitting to God all the ways that you have fallen short, not only things that you have done wrong, but things that you should have done, good things that you should have and could have done that you didn't do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, is just obviously thanking God for what he's given you. And supplication is, is asking God for, for what you need. I really like the, uh, John, what you talked about with the circles too. And I think that actually can really apply with this acts prayer model as well. Um, like when you're thinking through, when you start with adoring God, you start thinking of how big God is. It recenters your heart for what you want to actually ask God for. Like if I just immediately start thinking about like, you know, all the things in my life that I want to start thinking, I can be really, really selfish. And I mean, not that to your point, like God does want to know the things in our heart, but sometimes when we start to remember who he is, the Lord's prayer, hallowed be your name, the holiness of God. When we recognize the, who the God we are praying to, it is going to recalibrate everything that we are recognizing that how much we fall short of him. Like when we see his holiness and his reverence, like it should lead us into a time of confession. And then from confession, when we see like how much he has saved us from our brokenness and how unholy and broken we are, it should lead us into a time of Thanksgiving. And then from Thanksgiving, it should at that point, like really reshape how, what we're asking for, like what's going to provide us the things and the means to be able to make his name holy, to make his name known to the people in this world. And so, um, I know that's not, and sometimes there's gonna be things that are like are really personable that are going to, we're going to ask for that are going to help us do that. But it, once you start in that process, it should lead you into a time that maybe will actually change a lot of the things you're praying for. That's good. Uh, and so just as, as we close, one of the things that we just want to remind you of is that uh, we're not asking for perfection. A lot of times you can read in the Bible where Paul talks about praying without ceasing in, in first Thess five. And even in Romans 12, it says, 
pray constantly. And the heart there is not that, uh, hey, like you should, like you're not a good Christian if you're not always, always in prayer. The I, I believe there's some different thoughts, but I believe that the reason that Paul Paul says this is pray without ceasing is because we should always have uh, this this heart and this attitude and of our need for God. Remember, prayer is uh, reminding ourselves that we are in constant need of of God. That there's not a moment that goes by where where we don't need Him, and so that's what without praying without ceasing is. Hey, we should have this continual reminder of, Hey, we, we need the Lord. And so all we would love to see coming out of this is rhythms. We just want to see maybe, maybe it's you, you implement one of these things into your daily routine that you hadn't done before. And you just continue to make, make that rhythm. And when you do that enough, that kind of just becomes habits and part of your lifestyle. And you start to, uh, you'll start to see the fruit of this just like Jolly has. Yeah. And I mean, something that's really cool is when you are walking with the Lord, that means he's given you the spirit. And in Romans 8, 26, it says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So, I mean, sometimes prayer is going to look like just believing that the Lord knows you and just saying spirit intercede for me. That's good. The Spirit's our translator, knows the will of God, mm-hmm. knows what we need, and is going to gonna provide for us. That's so good. Well, leaders, coaches, we're thankful for you. Thanks for listening to another podcast. We will see you next time.